10 o'clock. Let's turn to the next part of today's brunch, and that is Trash Talk. Now, in our last episode of Macro December, we talked to Christine Lowe, currently the Chief Development Strategist at HKUST, the Hong Kong University of Science and Technology, about how Hong Kong could have the potential to become an innovation center for sustainability. Now, did you know that we had the leading global experts in slope management and also in air quality measurements and also in water emissions and all expertises are that are important in a world of global warming. Good morning, Trash Talk listeners. It is Macro December, and we're trying to take a step back and look at the big picture of Hong Kong right now. So today on the show, we're chatting with Christine Lowe, author, lecturer, and chief development strategist at HKUST. Of course, most people know Christine as a previous LegCo representative, founder of Civic Exchange, and undersecretary of the environment for four years as well. Just a mild, illustrious resume there. So great to have you back on the show. Thank you. (laughs) Well, we've been talking in Macro December a little bit about how Hong Kong could be a leading recycling center. We are a leading sustainable textiles research center. Do you think there's other opportunities for Hong Kong to be sustainability center for other things? Oh, absolutely. I think we have pockets of excellence in Hong Kong that are, you know, at the international level. Now, those things are not always appreciated because, you know, they don't appear to be really sexy. But actually, it's really important that I think Hong Kong people know where we are really, really good. So let me just name some okay, of them, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> First of all, I mean, you know, Hong Kong is a hilly town, right? You know, yeah. we have lots of people living at the edge of mountainsides and so on. We have lots of buildings and assets that are, you know, very close to mountains. So we need very good slope management. Ah, Hong Kong is, is without true. a shadow of doubt, <laughs> the number one slope and landslide management city in the world. And, you know, again, I don't mean to blow the horn of HKUST, but actually my, my colleague, uh, one of my colleagues, Charles Ng, He's the number one guy in slope management and studies. He's an engineer and worked very closely with the government. And to be honest, we have so many assets, right, on slopes and next to slopes. It's only possible because we manage those things really well. (laughs) The entire history of Hong Kong. And then to your what you're building towards, of course, is that's a big mudslide issue and climate change impact issue. Well, that's right. And, you know, those are going to be increasing risk. So even though Hong Kong is really good at management of slopes, we need to continue to invest in this. And this has got to be a public investment because most of the slopes are, you know, public are public slopes. Right. But people who have private slopes, you know, people who have maybe a housing estate and they have a slope sort of right at the back of the housing estate, by law, they're supposed to manage it. Well, they better improve their management over time. But, you know, the Hong Kong government, how they're managing, how they're going to improve managing is probably what other right. people need to follow. So, so we're really good at that. It's that, that true. We are good yeah. at that. what, what, That's an interesting one because I think it can take it out into the global sphere. What, hmm. what else do you think? Well, we're pretty good at air quality management in terms of air quality science. Yes, you are. Uh, yes, we you have are. pockets, again, of excellence of people actually doing measurements of air and you know air is pretty hard to measure 
And today you're measuring air pollutants. You're also measuring greenhouse gases. You know, all these things are technically very difficult. Mm. But the Hong Kong universities here are pretty good, including mm. the one that I'm with. Um, there, there, there are people who can talk till pigs can fly about these things, <laughs> right? But they're good. You, we have good meteorologists uh, at universities. The Hong Kong Observatory, which is our climate and meteorological authority in Hong Kong, they're top-notch. They're well-respected amongst their peers around the world. So that's another great area. Mm. We're pretty good at flood management, and most mm. of that is government. We have great engineers in Hong Kong. We actually also have a huge community of people like landscape architects, architects, and so on. Um, and together, they've built Hong Kong. And many of them uh, will say privately that they really long for clients, right, developers, mm. and in the both public and private sector, who would give them the kind of sustainability brief, you know, to really design and build great buildings, you know, great infrastructure. They're completely capable of it. Right. And also doing it in the new green way, which is you, you use the native plants and trees. Everything. As to yes. And, you know, even our contractors here, given an opportunity, yes, it might cost a bit more. We can be importing uh, lower carbon steel and cement. And, you know, we've got great designers, as I said, great contractors. So given the right policy and given the right kind of uh, financing innovation, we can retrofit the whole city between now and <laughs> 2050. What I'm saying is, you know, cities, our infrastructure and buildings, they do get old. They do age. So actually, we do have to upgrade them. So if we think broadly about Hong Kong's buildings, right, all our buildings, um, what they might be like in 2050, if we just continued the way they are with current regulations and laws, I, I think the city will, you know, physically be deteriorating at a rate uh, that we really don't want to see. I think so. so actually, what we're looking for is some kind of innovation that can get the city, all the businesses that we've just talked about, really dressed up with a kind of public-private sector uh, financing model that we can retrofit the city. So the way we live, it could be smart, clean, green, and, you know, all those things about well-being. Right integrated into it. So that hopefully will be happening with some of the new cities that get built. Do you feel as though that's being used as a pilot test also for sustainability? Or? I think the fear, the opportunities are there. The fear is that where's the money going to come from? Hmm. So what I think we should try and do is get the developers, get the, you know, both public and private sector, uh, get the people who know how to deliver uh, buildings and retrofitting and so on, uh, and the financiers. You know, what is it that we're, we, we need in Hong Kong to reimagine how we can use maybe a 20 or 30-year plan where we retrofit the city? Right. And so then the big question is, does that plan now become a GBA, a Greater Bay Area plan, or, does well, it, or we don't know yet? Well, uh, no, I'm sure. Well, there is no such plan. I'm just blubbing away, <laughs> <Okay>. Marcy. <laughs> well, we, I know if we go back to air quality, at least, right? I know you have been trying to at least, we do share the air, right? There may be a border there. It's border by land, maybe a little border by water somewhat that flows back and forth. But the air, we completely share. So... Is there... Well, then... we share the air and we share a kind of coastline, right? 
we,、uh, we share the border where we have important assets,、uh, forest and so on, that we want to protect. And I think people may have missed what President Xi Jinping said because there was recently uh, an important uh, another COP meeting, not COP twenty seven, but there was another COP on wetlands. Oh, and he actually said in his speech there. That he wanted to kind of revive wetlands, mangroves,、uh, in the GBA. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So I would imagine that somebody in government must have picked that up because、uh, <laughs> the president said it relatively recently, and we really should take up that opportunity and how to how, to see how we can work with Shenzhen and Guangdong. Yeah. Because that would be a marvelous project. Yeah. Yeah, and there are I, I, there are some NGOs trying to do it. That's a whole carbon credit thing, right? Where you can get some financing for well, that. I、hopefully. think what's interesting、yeah. today is people are interested to be able to use nature in its natural functional way to help us with strengthening ecosystems and dealing with climate change, and that people are willing to invest money in it.、Mm. Whereas before, people were not focusing on this. Um, if we wanted, you know, carbon credits or whatever from it, well, if we're doing it not just to kind of trade carbon credits, so that just to make money, we want to use nature so that we can invest in nature for the betterment of all.、Okay. So we need the science to tell us how to do it. We need the ecologists to help us to actually do it on the ground, and then honest financiers who say, well, you know, these are some of the innovation packages that we can come up with. That will help people to invest in them, right? And so, so back to that initial question of, you know, where our advantages are. You know, we do have amazing universities here, including, of course, HKUST. And so, how do you leverage、um, that so to make us this leading center? And and one of the ways is, of course, in December you've got a pretty great sounding conference. That will focuses on decarbonization, climate adaptation, and resilience. But the important thing is, day two, you go technical. Well,、uh, we actually have three days conference、ah, on the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth of December. Now, a conference is only a conference, but what we are trying to do with the conference is to bring all the different disciplines together、um, to at least talk about the breadth and the depth. Of the sort of things that could be done. Now, of course, people can maybe take those ideas or, you know, capture that excitement from these discussions and take it back into their institutions to see what we can do. I mean, my 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 interest is just to show ourselves that we have a lot of competence right here. But when we are working on new things like financing nature for the better good of the future. We don't really know how to do it because we haven't done it before, but we do know we have different expertise around. So, what are the longer-term investments in cooperation through universities and other public and private sector platforms where we can explore this?、Mm. And that includes finance, right? Because the stock exchange is. Pretty forward-looking. Is that a fair thing to say for an Asia stock exchange? I think the stock exchange wants to look at、uh, how it can help, and that's very good. And you know, it's already requiring companies; it's mandatory that they have to now report an ESG. And the stock exchange is thinking about how to provide a platform for the trading of carbon credits.、Mm-hmm. Um, so everybody can play a role, but there are no quick steps. 
in looking into the depth of the issues before you come up with some ideas <laughs> and then test them, right? True, right? But the world moves quite quickly. You know, yeah. in two or three years, you might be able to move quite far. Now, sometimes we don't even know how far some people have already gone. And for example, I think on your uh, in one of your programs, right? You know, you talk to people in the uh, textile sector, right? And they've come <laughs> yeah. up, you know, I mean, in Hong Kong, they've already come up with ideas that people are still talking about in Europe. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, until until we talk to our own people, we won't know actually who's already gone quite a long way in their thinking preparation or maybe even uh, trialing things. Mm. Um, uh, uh, and when we know... Um, it might be easier and quicker to think about where we can intervene, where we can have policies or where we can invest to uh, speed things up. So then if you could be queen for a day, which we all want to be at some point, wh where would you invest and, and what what would be kind of some of your dream policies? Well, I think I will look at all those areas where Hong Kong already has strengths and get people to then tell us what's the next thing they want to do, what their mm. needs are. So actually right? talk to them, talk, talk to the to slope them. management, yeah, I mean, talk that, to the that, air quality. That's right. There's probably at least a dozen things where Hong Kong is pretty good at. Mm. And we can then ask them where they think they need to go next and what they need mm. and bring other people along so that we can create groups of uh, innovation action. centers, yeah. right? Groups of action. You know, mm. some you need more research. Some, they're ready for trials. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And and moving on. That's super interesting. So you don't feel as though that's happening enough now? That the, the, There's mm. silos. Well, I just think that um, maybe uh, people in government and, you know, people, um, influential people mm. in Hong Kong, they don't quite see or they don't quite believe that Hong Kong already has some really amazing innovators mm. uh, and expertise right here that they should be investing in. They should be looking uh, for helping those areas to push ahead. As opposed to kind of looking, it's true, as you know, the grass is greener on the, on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> or or they just don't understand that, you know, what we have right here is already top class. So, for example, they invest quite rightly in biotechnology. Hong mm. Kong is amazing in that area. Um, but that's one area. Actually, we have many more. Maybe, maybe seemingly not sexy, you know, like in, uh, <laughs> y y you know, like cleaning up and, and right, things and water, like that. You mentioned, yeah. right? Uh, there's a great companies in Hong Kong in water technology. Mm, interesting. All right. Well, thank you so much, Christine, for coming on the show. And we would make you queen for a day every day. If we uh, thank you. <laughs> All right, Trash Talk listeners, that will be the end of Macro December. We've gotten a lot of amazing experts in, and we will see you in January. Thanks, Christine. Thank you. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK On The Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas, if you like what you hear, I also host the Sustainable Asia podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube for a more in-depth look at sustainability issues here in Asia. Cheers once again to Marcy Trent Long for this week's Trash Talk. And she's right, uh, we'll have more Trash Talk next year.